I will promise you this. If you hang out with high level people and you keep saying the same stuff over and over again, and you're not moving the needle, they're going to call you out on it. And one of two things is going to happen. You're going to leave that circle or you're going to level up. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? My brother. So good to see you. I am in a hotel room in uh, Denver. Uh, my little brother is moving here for work. Um, so we decided to come out here and just help him out with the move. Um, awesome. Super grateful. Beautiful city. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of homeless people, which it's, it's always really sad. Kind of like I get the same feeling when we go out to like oh, California and stuff. There's just such an abundance of homeless people. And like, we're such an abundant country, right? So like, why, why is this such an abundant problem and growing problem that we have, right? And it makes me sad, you know, because even like, you know, like here, like it's a beautiful city and you walk outside and there's homeless people everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, super fun. Um, this hotel room is super dirty for our standards, which is really funny to kind of like, this is why we don't like going into hotel rooms anymore. Um, but we couldn't, we couldn't find that Airbnb. Like we could not, everything was super booked, which is, I mean, that's, that's what's been our occupancy, right? Like that's what we are experiencing in our own personal properties. So I'm like, it makes sense, you know? Um, so it's exciting to see. I'm sure there's a lot of hosts here in Denver, they're making a killing. If you're one of them and you listen to the podcast, let us know how your season is going. But from what I can see, um, it's probably going great. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. I love it. I haven't even caught up with you, man. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a crazy week. So yeah, uh, our buddy Ryan sent me a deal that I'm analyzing. So if he's watching this, I'm still working on it, buddy. I know he texted me earlier. I'm running some numbers. It's, uh, it's a community up in New England. I'm not going to talk too much about it because we're still kind of analyzing it, but it's, it's 13 tiny cabins and then there's like four hotel rooms and then like an innkeeper house on the property. So it's very woodsy. Um, it's pretty run down now, but I think if, again, I'm still running the numbers on it, but I think if we do it right, it could be like a really cool upscale, like glamping experience. So running the numbers on that. And then, um, just put in an LOI last night on another 27 room, uh, beach hotel, which I'm pretty nice. psyched for. Yeah. And it's yeah. fun. Like you're going to call me out. Cause every time we do the show, I'm like, I'm not doing any more deals right now, but yeah. Like, but I mean, I, you don't, you don't have to fool me. I know you, you don't know you. That's, that's a different story. You know what I mean? But like, it's just, I mean, but why not, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like once you have the systems and things are working and you're, you know, like once you know, like, you know, at the beginning, when you think it's like when you learn how to swim, right? If somebody throws you in the water at the beginning, when you're drowning, you're like, I need to get out of here. But then when you start swimming, you're like, ah, oh, that's very tiring. And then the next day you wake up and you feel good and you're like, oh shit, I should go swim again. You know what I mean? Like, and it just kind of gets better, you know? hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Pretty excited for that. Um, We'll be launching another round of Accelerator, which is our entry-level program in about two weeks. So we're going to do a live webinar on Wednesday, the 11th at two o'clock. So stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah. Um, So that'll be good. This is three of that program. Because you're going to be, this podcast airs. Yeah, so it'll be first week, yeah, August eleventh. Yeah. is going to be the date of the uh, the free training and that we that we do. And then at the end of that, I'll talk about the uh, accelerator program and what that entails and all the all the goodness with that. So looking forward to that. And um, yeah, man, things are good. Things are really good. So working on my golf game still. So yeah, the good thing with that is that it's it's a never ending um, kind of process. 
right? Yeah. It's it's just never ending. Like it's like why so many people love to do yoga also, right? It's just this never ending. Um you can always get better. You know what I mean? Like there is no no limit to it. Hundred percent. Realized this entire time that my microphone was not plugged in. So. Your audio has been pretty clean. So. Yeah. Well, oh, good, I yeah. guess this shitty hotel room does have some good qualities to it. But um. <laughs> I love it. Well, we were talking offline about what we wanted to cover today. Um, we got a few really solid guests coming up the next couple of weeks that are on the book. So I'm not going to spoil that yet. Stay tuned. Make sure you uh, join in on the email list. You can go to strsecrets.com, watch the masterclass, all that good stuff. And then we'll send you updates when we do all this fun new content. But today we want to talk about the power of your network. And I feel like a lot of people talk about it, but they don't really give like tangible examples of like what it has actually done for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I've got tons of examples and I'm sure you do too, but I know like when you and I first met, it was probably five, six years ago at this point, we had joined a mastermind, didn't know each other at the time. And I remember going into that and I was heavily focused on the financial side, right? Mm -hmm. The whole point of the mastermind was to, it's called M1, our, uh, our buddy Rock Thomas's mastermind. And it was, it's March to a million, right? Get to your first million. And so, you know, at the time I was pretty well below that. And I was just like, I just want to hang out with people that are at that level that could pull me up and just show me the way. Cause I wasn't learning it in school. Mm -hmm. I wasn't learning it in my MBA and CPA and all this other crap. Like nobody was actually teaching me how to, how to get there. And so you know, within a very short period of time, I would say within what, like two years of that, maybe two and a half years of that, just like hanging around you and the rest of the the guys and lady in our pod, like it just completely pulled me up to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Just started snowballing and snowballing and it, it shifts your identity. And they, they use that expression all the time. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it is absolutely true. And I'll, I'll share like a, a quick story. This is even before I got into M1, but um, a couple of weeks ago, one of my best friends just moved away to Florida and I was probably 24, 25 when I met him and he ended up marrying my wife's best friend. So that's how we met when they were dating. They came over one night and I remember like, I was always a very good student. I was always really good at work. And then when I got home, I would just chill. I'd be Netflix in or playing PlayStation or whatever, and just, you know, unplug. And I remember he came over and he told me that you know, he was in construction, but he was building these websites on the side. And uh, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, how's that going for you? He's like, it's, it's good, man. He's like, you know, I make an extra, you know, four or five grand a month on the side. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? And at the time, that was like mind blowing numbers for me. I was like, no way, like you're making that much extra on top of your job. And it just that one conversation just sparked that like entrepreneurial curiosity of like, what could I do to actually make some extra income? Right. And I started thinking about it and I always like, I was always creative. I was like drawn, I was in art and I was like, what if I started a photo business? And so I went and um, my wife was in property management at the time. And so I was like, Hey, you guys have this new project that you're finishing up. You know, I'm happy to go take some free pictures. Like I just got all this camera gear. Like you think they'd be cool if I went and took free pictures and if they like them, they can use them. And so I went, did that and they loved it. And uh, she was like, would you want to do more of these? Like they'd pay you if you want to keep doing it. And six years later, that business is still going. I'm not the one taking the pictures anymore, but you know, I've got a staff of people that do that for me now. But that one conversation, it was like a, a total mental switch that just flipped of like, wow, like I don't have to rely on a job or somebody else to create income. I can go create income for myself. And I never would have had that if I didn't meet my buddy Brian and have that conversation. Like literally that would never happen. And then it snowballed into real estate and into these masterminds and then into short-term rentals and now these hotels and all these other things. It's all just like this giant snowball effect that literally spun out of one conversation. I, I actually love this story because actually after all these years, I did not know the story. Like I knew the photography business was there, but I, I, I didn't know how that kind of came about. Um, it's really funny because I was actually thinking about this topic a couple of days ago and the way that I came to think about it was kind of weird, but I was watching a video of this 
lady that has a bunch of dogs and she adopts a little cat. And then the cat grows up watching the dogs and the cat starts behaving like a dog. Right. And, and that's like, literally like, even if you're a lion and you hang out with sheeps, sooner or later, you'll, you'll forget you're a lion. Right. Like that's, that's just not, it doesn't matter what you're, who you are, what matters is your identity and your identity most often is kind of determined by where your environment is and who you have around you. And this is why after six, seven years, I speak to Mike less now because like we have really grown our friendship to be a friendship that like he knows and he's one of the few people that at any moment he can call me now, I'll pick up the phone, right? Like whatever you need, whatever's going on, right? But for a very long time, I started distancing myself from people that were actually local to me and I clean up house. Like if, if you look at my friend group five years ago to now, I don't think anybody that was in it five years ago was still in it unless you were in it from when we were like young kids, right? But all those friends that I had after college and everything else, most of those people went away, not because they were bad people or just because I think I'm better than them. It's just our things didn't align, right? Like I have this huge vision and the question was always like, when is that going to be enough? Or, well, what would you do if you won the Powerball tomorrow? I'm like, chances are I would do exactly the same thing I'm doing now. just with all the money I need to do it, right? Like, it's just not like, I love the life that like I've, I've created for myself. And I believe that that's how I want to live my life. But if I didn't hang out with people like you and like Rock, right? Like Rock was huge in really teaching us like live life by design, right? Like this is the one fucking life we have. Oops, sorry for the F-bomb. I don't think I was supposed to do that. But you know, you might, so you might as well just really like live it, design it however you want. And what's funny is like, I remember that time too, right? Those extra four or five grand on the side. And then like, now we have friends are making like a hundred grand a month. And you're just like, that's what's there, right? And then they have friends that are making 400, 500 grand a month. You're like, oh, that's also there, right? But you know what the other thing is with having a expanded circle of friends and advisors? is that you don't feel so lonely because you're able to share your hardships, which are the hardships of somebody that's trying to grow and do something extraordinary with their lives are very different than the hardships that somebody that is just trying to get by. Yeah. But the funny thing is on the body and on the mind is equally as nerve wracking. You're equally as stressed out all the time because the body just knows I feel stressed right now that you feel stressed because you're making minimum wage and don't have money to feed your family or you feel stressed because you're onboarding a 26 unit hotel and a guest is coming in and the rooms are not ready your body does not know does not know the difference right so you might as well just go for more Mm. that was a really good analogy right? They just go for more. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all like your body has no clue, right? Like your body does not know, you know, Choose what's your happening. Stress, basically. Yeah. It's a natural response, right? Yeah. And I think I am, uh, I'm very protective of my time, who I surround myself with and the information that I feed myself. Right. So I know a lot of people, you know, glued to like the CNN and the, in the daily news and all that stuff. And I don't allow any of that stuff in my house. Like if I need to stay up on stuff, like I can read or I can go click on different articles if I need to keep up with stuff. But, um, that stuff is just like, it's like negativity. It's just like constantly polluting your mind with negativity. And I I just don't tolerate that. Like no matter what's going on, like I'm still in the driver's seat. I can pivot and do whatever I need to do to, to pull out a positive outcome period. Like I don't need to feed my mind all this negativity, but 
what I want to get back to is if you look at the five people you're spending the most time with, what are the conversations that you're having? Like when you're hanging out with people Mm. and when you're hanging out with certain people, like I love talking real estate. I love talking business. I love talking freedom, golf, family, all these things. But if the people that you're hanging out with, they're like, Oh dude, will you just stop talking about that? Like, I'm so sick of hearing about that. Like maybe it's time you need to change your circle of friends a little bit, you know, like E and I catch up pretty regularly at one point we were talking once, two, three times a day, but like talking about the same shit over and over. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of it, a lot of it was like, how do we get to the next level or what yeah. are our goals and like holding each other accountable to those goals? Because I will promise you this, if you hang out with high level people and you keep saying the same stuff over and over again, and you're not moving the needle, they're going to call you out on it. And one of two things mm-hmm. is going to happen. You're going to leave that circle or you're going to level up, which is what happened to me. It was like, you know, hanging out with you and Nick and all those guys, like, it was like, dude, are you going to do this or what? Like, stop mm-hmm. talking about it and like get to work. Right. And it just, it pulls you up to a higher standard, whether it's in your income, in your relationships, in your health. You know, I thought I was a pretty healthy guy. And then I started hanging out with you guys and I was like, I got to like dial in a lot of my nutrition and like consistent workout plans. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder, but like, just being I mean, a lot dude, more I, I read an Ironman literally because people from this group somebody we were in montreal for an event and somebody from go abundance was there and go abundance is the group there is above m1 right so it's for people that already have a network of a million dollars or more and one of the guys jeff Cohn, was there and he's like i am doing this was like November. It's like, I'm doing an Ironman in Utah, St. George Ironman. It's a 70.3. So it's a half Ironman. It's the hardest one in the country. I'm fat. I'm doing it. You're fat. You should do it too. And this was a dinner surrounded by other people. Like Dan Grieb was there, which then became my like real estate mentor. And Dan Grieb is like, I'm doing it. Are you going to come? And there is that peer pressure, right? But peer pressure, it's gets a bad rap just because you're around people that do shitty stuff, mm. right? You want positive peer pressure to pull you up. They can be positive peer pressure, right? Like peer pressure is a thing. And then like, I learned a lot about myself doing the Ironman, right? I learned a lot about myself in the sense of like me needing to like do things to like please people, belong to a group, right? But none of that happened accidentally right and those have been a lot of my growth and that's the other thing right like when you have the right group of friends around it at the beginning we joined our forces over like how do we make the first million right but then you realize it's like there is a lot more growth around the man or the woman that needs to happen in order for you to actually become a whole life millionaire right which is what rock always kind of talked about because how many people you know have millions of dollars but have corrupted their health corrupted their family corrupted who they are with themselves right like there is there is no love for them for themselves that's not as interesting to me Right. Like I want to be able to do this and have a good time while doing it, while taking care of my family, while taking care of myself and actually getting to enjoy my money and my friends when I actually make them and when I'm when I'm young. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, that that ripple effect, like you said, kind of the positive peer pressure to do the Ironman or the half Ironman. And then I saw you do that. Then I saw you do a full Ironman and I was like, Jesus. And then we got a call from uh, Boston Children's Hospital where my son had a lot of care and they were like, hey, you know, we, we sponsor a team that runs a New York marathon. Could we have one of our runners, you know, sponsor your kid and, and run? And I'm like, well, if anybody's running with my kid's name on their chest, it's got to be me. So I just volunteered and they're like, have you ever done it? And I was like, no, but I'm in pretty good shape. And uh, they're like, you sure you can do it? I'm like, oh, I'll do it. Right. And it was, it was honestly positive peer pressure from you. 
And then the ripple effect, my brother and sister-in-law flew up to watch me do it. And then my brother, the next year ran the Chicago marathon. And then next month, either next month or September, he's doing two marathons in two countries. He's doing the, the one in Germany and then the one in London, like back to back, like a week apart. Right. And it's just like, again, it's that positive peer pressure of like showing people what's possible and then giving them kind of that positive nudge, like, Hey man, you're going to do this too. You're going to do this too. And it works on the opposite end of the spectrum. You start hanging around with losers and it's going to be like, Hey man, you doing this, you doing this. So that's why having that, that peer circle is, is huge because most people, and there's nothing wrong with this. Okay. I'm not condemning anything, but if you want to get to the next level, if you have bigger dreams and aspirations, but your inner group goes to work, comes home, watches TV, goes to bed, gets up, goes to work, watches TV, goes to bed. Like there's no growth there. Like there's just not like you got to go for something bigger. You got to be willing to put in the work either after work or before work or both and start pushing and moving the needle in the direction that you want to go. Because if you don't, it's not going to happen. But if you're hanging around those people and they're not doing anything and then they start busting your chops, like, Hey man, I thought we were going to the bar on Thursday or, Hey, I thought we were going out again on Saturday. And you're like, dude, I'm, I'm training for this marathon or I'm working on this business, you know, either they're going to level up with you or they're going to fade away a little bit. And that's fine. You don't have to totally cut them off, but start looking for people that are going after the things or doing the things that you want to do and surround yourself with those people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a full-time real estate investor and a coach now, pretty much my inner circle are all real estate investors. Right. And we share similar interests. We have similar goals. Like we're all going for certain things. Most of them are around my age. They've got families. Like we have a lot of similar qualities and we're always looking to go to that next level. And then more, when you're around those people, guess what? More opportunities come up. Cause you're like, you know, like the 27 unit deal that just came up from a friend of a friend. Literally. They were like, this guy found this deal. And my buddy was like, you need to talk to Mike about this deal. Like he's, he's your go-to guy. You get on the phone. I'm like, all right, cool. Like we could do something. Right. But if, if I'm not hanging around those people, nobody knows me. So that's why the power of your network is so big. And it's not just going to like networking events and like, here's my business card. Cause then everybody gets home and they throw them out. It's like, how are you building real relationships? And I saw Mike Riley ask, what are some tips to build relationships with people you want to be like? How would one start? It's mm-hmm. a good question. You want to take that? I love, yeah, I, I love that question. Um, so my approach, and I have learned this over time. So given the example, right? When I met Dan Grieb in Montreal, I had just gotten my real estate license. Maybe I was like six, seven months in. And then Grieb has a huge team up up in Orlando. He has been a million dollar real estate agent. So that means that he brings in at least a million bucks a year with a team for years. And I remember I met him there. We randomly sat at the same table. His wife was there. It was amazing. And I was like, at the dinner table, I was like, Dan, I want to work with you. I want you to coach me. And he's like, sure, sure, sure. This is my number. You can text me when you get back. And I'm like, okay. I get back and I text him. He didn't respond. I get back a couple of days later. I'm like, he clearly didn't like me, right? Because that's the fucking conversation that goes into your head. He didn't like me. Or he just did and I text him again. I'm like, hey, Dan, this is Emmanuel. We met at Rock's event. I really would like you to like coach me. Nothing, right? So I sent a message to Rock. I'm like, Rock, what's Dan's email? I sent him an email. Hey, Dan, this is E. We met at Rock's thing. I think I've probably emailed him or texted him or called him eight times, seven times. And then the moment he responds to me, he's like, this is how much it is. This is where you send the money. Either send it or don't call me again. I'm like, okay. So I learned from that. And I'm like, when people reach out to me and they're like, I want to learn about Airbnb. I'm like, for me, one of the easiest thing now is like, have you listened to the podcast? Do you have any questions about the podcast? We've literally done a year and a half worth of episodes now. We have covered 
any and every topic. No, I haven't listened to it. Okay, listen to all the episodes and then reach back out to me. I don't think a single person has ever reached back out to me. Mm. Right? So it's really understanding that like, and a lot of investors, real estate investors, especially, right? We like giving back to people because somebody gave back to us at a certain point. But we also see a lot of people come and go. And a lot of people don't do one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is like we cannot have the same conversation two times in a row because you didn't do what I suggested you did the first time around. Because then it's a not growing conversation for me, it's a not growing conversation for you. So the, what is what is the point? Like what are we doing? I don't have I don't have that much ego to just wanting to hear myself talk over and over and tell you all the great things I know. I don't give a shit. I'd rather hang out with my wife. I'd rather hang out with my dogs. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather not talk to anybody. It's all great, right? Like an hour of silence instead. Like I'll take that over having the same conversation over and over and be like, how do I make how do I make it? Well, have you done anything that I told you to do? Our friend Mark Yegi does the same thing, right? Like, teach me how to invest in the stock market. Read these four books. Get back to me. People don't do it. Yeah. So I would say the number one thing is like, whatever somebody tells you to do, actually do it, right? Me and John, my business partner, John, met David Osborne at an event. And he's like, these are the three books I wrote. Read them all and send me feedback. A month, me and John were done with all three books and feedback. Got on a call with David Osborne. Because most people want the shot and then they keep passing the ball. Mm. Yo, yo, hit me, hit me. I'm clean. Ah, no, I'm not anymore. Here, you can take it. Please, 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 please give me the ball. They get the ball. They're like, ah, I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of those conversations, and the the first question that I ask people is like, what do you actually want? Like, what is your goal? You know, a lot of people apply to the mastermind, and we're very selective with who we let in. And I always ask, you know, what do you want? And everybody says financial freedom, and that's great. But then the follow up question is, what are you going to do when you have it? Like, what are we, what are we moving towards? So if I take, if I help you take the money piece off the table and you make whatever you need to make to live your lifestyle, the way you want to live it, and you have the time freedom now, now what, what's next? Like, why are we doing this? Because everybody says that they want it, Mm -hmm. but if there's not that powerful, why, if there's not that burning desire behind it, they don't follow through. They just don't. And it's funny that we have a whole application process and a lot of the time I'll read through it. And people, one of the questions we ask is like, okay, when do you want to get started? And everybody's like yesterday. And then I'm like, okay, here's what it looks like. Here's what the program entails. Here's the investment. And then like, Oh, I got to think about it for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, I thought you were ready to go yesterday. I thought, I thought this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, I just need to think about it. I'm like, No, you just need to make a decision because the reality is, is most people don't make decisions. And what one thing that I did learn from rock was he taught us early on, know what you want. And then just when opportunities come up, just say yes and figure it out. Just say yes. Right. Like that was always one of his things, like say yes and figure it out. And I didn't really know what he meant at the time, but I've had all these opportunities now. Like the first hotel we did, I just said, yes, I didn't know how the hell I was going to do it. I knew I could figure it out mm-hmm. and I knew it was in alignment with where I wanted to go. And was it scary? Hell yeah. It was a multi-million dollar deal with a f- bunch of investors that like were counting on me to execute. So yeah, I was nervous as hell, mm-hmm. but it was in alignment with what I wanted to do. And I knew I had the right support network around me to execute on it. So I just said, yes. And I knew I'd figure it out and we did. Right. So for the listeners, get clear on what you want start looking for people that are operating at the level that you want to operate at and figure out how to get in their circles, whether it's adding value to them or just paying them 
through masterminds, through coaching, whatever it is, put your money where your mouth is, mm. literally. Why, why, and I have my own answer for this, but I'm curious about yours. Why do you think so many people are so afraid to invest in themselves? Because it's contrary to what we're, we're brainwashed that you go to school from five years old to 22 years old and you graduate college and then you go get a job. And then maybe you go back and get an, uh, a graduate degree if they pay for it. Mm. But anything outside of formal education is a scam. Like that's just what we're taught. Mm. The irony is, is I made way more money after I invested in personal development than I ever did after investing in formal education. And I went all the way up. I went undergrad, MBA, CPA. The only thing I don't have is a doctorate at this point. And none of it made me more money. I think when I got my MBA, I got like a $5,000 bonus and a pat on the ass. And like, nice job, buddy. Right? Like I invest in personal development. I've 10, 12 x my income after investing in personal development. 12 x Think of turning your annual income into your monthly income. Literally. Like, because I've invested in mentors that were that far ahead of me that were like, okay, dude, then this is what you're going to do, but this is what it's going to cost. And this is the level of commitment that you need to have to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk about, I, I want to own an Airbnb or I want to own one of these boutique hotels. They're not free. <laughs> like you got to put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and you got to get over that comfort zone of like, this is what I want. This is why I want it. And this is what I'm willing to do to get it period. And just be honest with yourself. Cause if you don't want it bad enough, that's fine. Find something that's going to drive you, whether it's short-term rentals or something else, just find something that's going to pull you to grow. That's the whole point of all this stuff. Because like you alluded to earlier, you know, you think you have this goal of becoming a millionaire, right? And you're envisioning in your head, like there's going to be this big party with balloons and all this shit or something. And then you hit it and you're like, okay, nothing happens, nothing happens except the person that you became to do it. Like the way that you operate is at a different level. Your standards are raised. Your commitments are raised. Your peer group is raised. Your habits are at a different level. The way you think is at a different level. And most people don't understand that. Mm. Like, I love that. That was it good. It changes your entire psyche. It changes your entire identity. But you have to change that first to actually get the material rewards after. Yeah. And it's perfect because it leads to what my train of thought is and based on, on what I know about myself, right? And if you feel this way, you're not alone. Like I'm here telling you this because I'm that way. Is that you have the little voice on your shoulder that says you're not good enough, right? You're going to invest in this course and you're not going to come through. Like you're not going to come through because you never come through for yourself in anything else that you do. And I'm not saying that that's not been who you are up until this point. But this does not have to be who you are for the rest of your life. Right? The fact that you are have bought programs in the past and have never done anything and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't mean anything because the moment you make a true decision which is what Mike was talking about. The moment you truly decide, right? How many people do you know that can quit smoking, can do this, can do that, and then the moment they find out they're having a baby, they're done. Like the next day, they're no longer smokers. You just gotta like have faith, right? And Tasha and I were listening to a uh, David Goggins podcast on like Lewis House and like give it right David Goggins is like the extreme like is way on the side about like don't be a little bitch I'm gonna tell my mind what to do build the discipline but what is absolutely true and what I've learned in my own personal experience is is that daily effort to be a man or a woman of your word with yourself. And then that translates into other things. And then that, that muscle, right? Going back to what you said about who you become, the person that can do this 
whatever that is, right? Like make the bed every day. That's where the Navy general said, make the bed every day, right? Because if you make that commitment to making the bed every day, your brain is like, hey, if I can make this commitment to myself, can I commit to doing my course an hour a day from seven to eight or from eight to nine before I put the kids to sleep or after I put the kids to sleep every day? It's the same skill, right? 100%. It doesn't take anything else. In a way to make it easier on yourself, because we still do this, you and I still do this, is again, surrounding yourself with the right peer group is having accountability pods, right? It was the five or six of us that would meet every single week. We'd review our goals and we would tell everybody, here's what I'm going to get done this week to move the needle on my goals. And then we'd meet the next week. Hey, did you get it done? No. Why not? Why? Right. And we'd have positive and negative consequences for each. When I told Rock that I wanted to start a short-term rental business, I was like, I'm going to do this. And he, I kept telling him and telling him. And finally, he was like, dude, I don't want to hear about this anymore until you do a deal. Like, seriously, just stop talking to me until you've done a deal. And so I got up, this was, I don't know, 2016, 2017, something like that. I got up in uh, Montreal at the Mastermind event in front of 200 people or whatever. And I was like, I will have my first short-term rental by the end of the year, or I will sell my motorcycle and eat dog poop on camera. I don't know if you remember that, but like I literally put it on video and in front of 200 people to have that extra layer of accountability that I will do a deal by the end of the year, no matter what. And again, it's leveraging that positive peer pressure. And if you have a couple of buddies that are, you know, going after it and trying to grow, then just have a quick call once a week. It could be 30 or 60 minutes and just be like, all right, here's what my goals are. Here's what I'm going to do this week to move the needle. It could be just one thing. That's fine. But you just want to set up that group and then check in once a week. Or like I have people that are, you know, looking to get into the mastermind in a couple of weeks and I'm having them text me their goal every single morning. And if they don't, they're not getting in. It's just that extra layer of accountability, right? Like have a buddy. It is that muscle, right? Like it's the repetition of that muscle. Cause also like what would have changed If you got up on stage and told to 200 people you're going to do this and then you didn't do it, I, I don't care. It doesn't break down who I am as a person, but every promise you make out loud to yourself and you don't do it hurts you. Yeah. Right? So if you, if you commit to whatever it is, right, I'm going to do this the best enjoyment should be, and it's something that I've learned on my own personal skin, the best enjoyment is not the approval of other people, is you having your approval for you, right? Like you being able to like get into bed at night and be like, holy shit, that was exhausting. But I did everything I said I was going to do for today. And then the right people can go to bed. Like if I do this, Every day, I know I'm going to get to where I want to go, right? Because your brain's going to be like, he said we're going to do this today. We did this today. He's saying that we're going to get to everything we ever wanted. If we keep doing this, we're going to keep doing this, and we're going to get everything we ever wanted. Positive reinforcement, right? And then you speak to Joe, you speak to Harry, and he's like, I just closed a deal. I made a hundred grand. And you're like, I know him. I know his demons. I know what he's been through, right? We're accountability partners. He's, he's a man or a woman just like me, right? Like, so like, if he can do it, I can do it, right? And then on the side, you keep doing your things over and over. And you're just like, dude, like I saw one of our good friends from our pod. And the, the amazing thing is this, right? We haven't had one of our pod call of our original pod in a long time. But as I look at that friend group, everybody is growing. Everybody's doing amazing things. Like Ian is now hosting his own events. And I texted him the other day. I'm like, dude, I am so proud of you for like doing, like, this is what you've always wanted to do. Like, this is what your gift is. I am so proud of you, right? Because like, you're also like, 
I generally get excited because like there is no jealousy with your accountability group because you remember where you all came from and you realize that like if it's possible for me it's possible for you and we all win like we're all gonna eat 100 percent. it's funny i had i talked to nick earlier today i hadn't talked to him in a while and he's hosting his first event in october which i'm super pumped for yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you know what i mean like it's just and it's funny because ian and nick were very much on the same kind of like coaching trajectory, speaking trajectory. And it's funny that like they both get into the same stops when they're, when they are and they're getting to the same stops at the same time. Right. Because it's just like, is the group is the people you hang out with is like, who do you have in your corner that you can call on to or ask for help and what they're going through. 100%. George posted in here. What's up, buddy. Another one, like he's crushing it with a short-term rental business, but I feel like, couple times a month, I see him posting about the different mastermind events he's going to the different coaches he's working with his students results that he's getting like all he's just surrounding himself with power players. Like that's the key. Like you just you up your network. And clubhouse is a great way to do that. To Mike's question, like, where do you surround yourself with people jump on clubhouse for a few weeks? Like I've made amazing connections. It's how I met George, like, you meet amazing people on there. And you can smell through the BS pretty quick. Because yeah. Clubhouse is long form content. Show, man. Yeah, George, we're getting you on the show, buddy. So shoot me a text later. We'll <laughs> definitely get you on the show. Um, but it, it's it's true. Like it's long form content. So, you know, we'll get on there for one, two, three, four hours at a time. You can't BS your way through that. So you find out who's the real deal and who's not. And it's just a great networking platform. I've met some amazing people. A lot of them we've had on the show from TJ and Noble. We're going to have Tracy on here. Mm. We knew Julie before that, but I love hanging out with Julie on Clubhouse. Like just awesome quality people and everybody's super giving. Like there's none of this scarcity mindset. Like I've got a program. George has a program. Like we all have different programs. It's just who's going to resonate with who and that's fine. But, you know, leveling up your peer group and just surrounding yourself with those people, that's everything. So just, just start looking around. Like join this Facebook group, right? If you haven't already joined the short-term mental secrets, Facebook group, there's close to 2000 people in here now. Right. And then you get access to this stuff earlier and you can ask us your questions like Mike did earlier. So join that group, follow us on clubhouse, join all these different types of communities and just start DMing people and asking them for like different tips. But to ease point, if you DM me and you ask me for advice and I give you advice and you don't take the advice, don't DM me again. <laughs> like, Seriously. And it's not because I'm being mean, but it's like, if I give you the advice, it's for a reason. So go execute on it and then come back. Yeah. Okay? And, and don't do those, those half ass, right? I got a message from somebody today and like, I don't, I, he listens to the podcast. He followed me on, on, on Instagram and like, he occasionally sends me messages, but like, I can see that the message has a line of thinking behind it, right? Like I can see that there has been some trial and error. There's there is some desire to better understand how to do what it is that we do, right? Because I get so many messages from people being like, what are the different ways to invest in Airbnb? Like that means you haven't even fucking Googled this. Like you haven't even opened Google. Like don't, don't, like, you know what I mean? Like there is a basic amount of effort, right? Like, like your effort cannot just be like, you see my name on my posts, you click on my thing and then you send me a message being like, Hey, what, <laughs> like, what, what do you want? Right? Like, what is that? And like, it's, is that honestly, like if you put your hand on your heart, is, is that really what you think the effort that is going to take to achieve financial freedom or to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve? Is that really what you think it takes? to just do a couple clicks on Instagram and send somebody like a, Hey, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, don't, don't again, dude, like, you're not hurting me. I sleep like a baby. Like, I don't, I don't care. Right. But who are you, who are you letting down? Like, you know what I mean? Who, you know, and going back to the uh, Debbie Goggins podcast, he talks about, his biggest fear is, is, is getting one of them. It's getting to 
heaven or wherever we go after this. And God is like, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. What happened? Right? And he's like, I thought I was going to spray. If you know David Gong's story, it's like he used to spray for pests. And then he went to the Navy SEALs and he has done hundreds of like ultra marathons and everything else. And he's a complete lunatic, right? But it's amazing what he's been able to accomplish. And he's like, what if I just let go of my life back then? And God was like, you were supposed to be a SEAL. You were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do that. And instead, you're just got decided to stay complacent yeah but it was a transition it was a transitional moment in your life that had a specific purpose to it and instead of seeing that purpose you decided to make it your identity your story your whole box yeah. And instead, it was just like a little dip. And you just never got out of it. Yeah. And if you, going back to the point of this podcast of your network, who's Goggins hanging out with when his life changes, right? He joins the SEALs where the accountability is so high and everybody's just getting after it every single day. You're either going to level up or they're going to boot you. Like they're literally going to kick you out. So again, surrounding himself with those peers between him or guys like Jocko Willink, you know, I love listening to his stuff too. Like just you're around that. And Jocko talks about leadership. Like that's his whole platform now, business coaching and leadership. But he learned that because he was around some amazing leaders and some leaders that sucked, but he, he, now he just surrounds himself with a players all the time. And if you look at the best businesses, they surround themselves with A players. Like, that's it. So just, if you take nothing else from this, look at your peer group, look who you spend the most time with. If they're not operating at the level that you're going for, you don't have to cut them off, but start looking for some people that are at that level and tr- start spending more time with those people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of that rule of thirds, right? Thirty-year group that you want to hang out with should be way above you that are going to pull you up. A third should be kind of your peers. And then a third should be people that you're trying to pull up along the way. But you're not going to pull people up until you get your own stuff together. That was something that I learned as well. I was like, I knew for years I wanted to teach financial education, but guess what? I need to get I needed to get my financial house in order before I could go do that. You can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So you got to take care of you first. And I know a lot of people have big hearts and they want to give back, but you got to get your own house in order before you're in a position to do that effectively. Mm-hmm. And also like be mindful of, and I think this was a big trap for me at the beginning of my personal development journey is to not just become mindful enough to see your own blind spots and then thinking the personal development and thinking the growth and leveling up other people it's going around and telling people what their blind spots are, right? And like making them level up with you, right? Because like the reality is, is it's, it's really just one, right? It's like when you are honest about what it is that you're doing, the, your group is going to automatically level up by itself. The people that don't belong to it, they will leave. Not because you make them leave, is because they'll feel inappropriate kind of being there. Because you make them uncomfortable. Like, it's just the reality of things, right? It's just because they don't have the misery, right? They have, you know, and you can do it with any people that brings kind of drama into your life. Like, the moment you tell them, hey, this is the boundary between you and I, and, like, I am no longer willing to have these conversations with you, they need those conversations more than they need your friendship. So they'll go find somebody else that is at the same wavelength as as they are. And they'll have a pity party together. Right? Yeah. I don't even I don't even respond. People are like, oh, it's raining today. What a shitty day. I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice a beautiful rainy day outside. But if you think about it, like at the grocery store, that is one of the beginning conversations that people have. Oh, it's so hot out oh this rain oh do you see what so and so did oh these masks right 
You just want to complain. Mm. It's a good, good observation. You can ask yourself if the people that you're hanging out with, when you're winning, are they praising you and they're happy for you? Or are they pulling you back? Or are they trying to suck you back in? Right. I remember when we built this house, I don't know, a few years back, it's a sick house. Like I have a sick house. I'm not going to lie. And I remember Kristen was really uncomfortable at first, like having people over. Cause she's like, she, it just made her uncomfortable. Cause she was always very conservative. And I'm like, I don't care. I busted my ass for this thing. Like, and if people come in and they talk shit about it, I'm like, that's just a sign that they're making excuses not to level their, themselves up. And it doesn't have to be material stuff, but if, if you're winning in certain things and you're finding the people around you trying to pull you back, it's because they're, they're just jealous, honestly. And they're not willing to put in the work to go do what you're going to do. Like my buddy just built an insane house in Florida, like an insane house. And I, a lot of people are like, oh, do you see that house? I'm like, yeah, it's friggin' awesome. And I'm pumped for them. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, they try to suck you in and that negativity and like pull you back down. It's like, why are you, why are you doing that? But it's because they're not putting in the work or they don't think it's possible for them. So it can't be possible for anybody else. It's like, no, it is possible. That is proof right there. So why are you hating on them? Misery loves company, man. hundred percent. hundred percent. So cut the negativity out, elevate your peer group and don't tolerate it. Like I just don't tolerate the negativity. I don't tolerate excuses. I don't tolerate negativity. I don't want, I don't tolerate the news in my house. Like I just don't tolerate it. When we met Jeff Hoffman a few years ago, remember that in Philly? For those of you guys that don't know. One of my all time favorite talks. Yeah. I've listened to him like three or four times live. And I'm almost like. He's amazing. He's a multi-billionaire. He was the founder of Priceline.com and all these different companies. We get to meet him at a mastermind event. And um, he was talking about, somebody asked him like, what's the difference between billionaires? And he's like, we just don't tolerate stuff. Like, like if it's not working or it's, if it's not at our standards, we just don't tolerate it. Most people tolerate stuff until the breaking point. They don't let it get to that point. If it's not up to their standards, they just cut it. You're gone. It's gone. Right. It's, it's just this constant level of like, this is my standard. If you're not operating there, like you're out, like simple. Yeah. Yeah. My little brother's in the room with me. He just sent me a text. It's like one of his friends told me a quote. It's like, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Mm. Right. And there's like, it's, it's, you know, it's literally like, and again, it's not about you'll feel bad, but that's just all the programming, right? Like it's, it's all this thing that you're, you're going through, but at the same time, again, going back to the beginning of the show is like, you're going to be in this life regardless. You're going to feel stress. You're going to feel worry. You're going to feel, lonely sometimes you're gonna feel depressed you're gonna feel all of those things right those are just part of the human experience but the group you're with makes all the difference right in how long those fucking those moments last in how long your pain lasts in how helpless you feel it all has to do in one the skills that you learn and the skills that you have and those comes from you being willing to invest in yourself past your formal education. I've spent a lot of money in getting to know who I am as a person and understanding how I wind up being the way I am, right? So if you've done any landmark training, you'll know that that's a typical statement from landmark, right? But it's understanding that like all of that carries into who we are as people. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, I want to put a button on this, wrap this one up. Um, oh yeah, this we one. went in a lot of different directions, right? But I, I just want to drive the point home that if you're not at the level that you want to be at, look around at your inner circle, and are you hanging out with people that are are going to pull you up, or are they holding you back? And just be honest with yourself. And it doesn't make them bad people, but what you need to figure out is if you're serious about your goals, you need to elevate your peer group and hold yourself to a higher standard. And that peer group will hold you to a higher standard. 
And those little differences are going to make the difference. Like you talked about, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get up at 5.00 AM and, and hit the gym. Okay, cool. Then see if any of your other buddies are getting up at 5.00 AM to hit the gym. I know he's up at like 4.30 every day. He's an early guy. He's at the gym by like five. Me, I'm a night owl. So I'm up at seven. I get my workout in. But like, if I was struggling in that area, I could be like, E, I'm committing to work out five days a week. Here's when I'm going to work out. And I'm going to text you. Like my buddy Tim right now, he's been texting me every morning at 8.30 that he does not touch his phone until 8.30. And if he does it, he shoots me a text in the morning. Just that I don't even need to do anything. I literally double tap and give it a thumbs up. But in his brain, he knows that he's holding himself accountable to me and vice versa. Yeah. In the, in the uh, light of, of honesty, um, I, have, I, I hate, like, I am, I am naturally a lazy person and I love sleeping. So for me to wake up early and, like, if I can drag my ass, I will. My wife is a G. Like, she gets up no matter what all the time. And, like, a lot of the times I'm like, I'll come in 10 minutes. I'll come in, like, 20 minutes, right? But it's just, like, it makes it easier when you're, like, all of your friends – are up like how many times if you're a friend of mine how many times do you get a text message at like five o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning but it makes a difference because you text your people and all your people are up so you're like oh this is normal like this is what my my friends do right this is the standard exactly yeah that's such a great way of saying it well well i'm glad we did this episode yeah. Next good. week, we're getting back into more of the traditional interviews again. We got a few guests lined up, so we'll, uh, we'll have some more stuff lined up. But these, these personal development tips, these networking tips, the, these are the things that are going to make or break your success. I promise you. It, mm-hmm. We can show you exactly the tactical step-by-step on running a successful short-term rental business. But if your peer group sucks, they're going to just suck you right back down and pull you back down to their level. And... If you have the right peer group, it's going to pull you up. You know, say you're at, I don't know, 8,000 a month right now in your income and you want to go to 20 or 25. Okay, cool. You want people in your corner that are going to be cheering you on, not sucking you back down like, oh, what are you, too good now? Eight, 100 grand a year is not enough for you? Like, who are you? Like, all you care about is money. That's all negative BS. Get, mm-hmm. Cut that out. Cut that out. Like, you don't need any of that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the beginning of August, right? More than half of the year is gone, but you have five months left. Yeah. An honest audit of your year so far and an honest audit of the people that are in it. And you will naturally know there is some people they should be hanging out around a little bit more. And some people a little bit or a lot less. And again, if you feel bad and you don't want to do it because you hurt your feelings, realize the only person you're hurting is you and your future self and what you are actually capable of doing, creating, and being in your life. Nobody else. And the five months to change something, you can literally change your whole life between now and the end of the year for the rest of your life instead of waiting the next five months wishy-washy being miserable because january 1st is five months from now 100 100 percent. well this was a good one i hope it resonates with you guys again make sure you join the free facebook group there's literally again talking about elevating your peer group join this group it's free it's a short-term rental secrets facebook group you can find the link down in the show notes, watch the free masterclass, start working on that specialized education. If you really want to take it to the next level and scale this thing to the moon, then apply to the mastermind like that by far will get you there the fastest. If you're starting to dip your toe in the water and you want to test it out, sign up for the webinar on August 11th and then learn about the accelerator program. That's like your jump start to get into this business. But if you're ready to take it to the moon and you're like all in ready to go, I want that 100 grand, 200 grand, a million dollar a year business. That's the path for you. Repeatable over and over and over again. That's it, right? If nothing else, implement what we're talking about today. Elevate your peer group. Get out there, take some action, and we'll see you guys next week.
Take care, everybody. Ciao, guys. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.